Welcome to the Mustang Sports Feed. Join us as we talk to athletes and coaches from the Masters University to get the inside scoop on the latest happenings in TMU athletics. Welcome, everyone, to the second season of the Mustang Sports Feed, the official podcast of TMU Athletics. My name is Tim Hajduk, Assistant Athletic Director, Events and Communications here at the Masters University. This is the second episode of our summer interview series. Our first episode featured the newest addition to the TMU coaching staff, Lisa Zamraz. The second episode featuring the second newest addition to the TMU coaching staff, Jared Goldberg, head coach, men's volleyball. Jared, thank you for joining us. How are we doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. Well, the thing I appreciate about you, Jared, obviously we spent some quality time up in the office together, but what I appreciated most was that when you came, I was only the new guy for about a week. I was hired end of January, and then you hopped on board about a week later. So once you came along, I was I was almost a veteran around these places. Yeah, and I got uh, probably two or three months, and Lisa came in and relieved my uh, newest member duties here. Yeah, so so it's almost like we've been here forever. Um, but you know, with, with you being relatively new, your spring season really lasted just over a month. It kind of went like a whirlwind. Uh, you know, some of our listeners may be a little unfamiliar with you. Want to give you the opportunity to to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I. Um been coaching uh, on the men's and women's side for a while. Um, I most recently came from Harvard University, um, where I've been there the last four years um, as the assistant coach for both the men's and women's team. Uh, before that, I had stops at uh, Moorhead State in eastern Kentucky on the women's side and University of Mississippi, Ole Miss, uh, on the women's side as well in my coaching roles. And I, uh, I played in college at Grand Canyon University. So I've kind of been all over the country, and volleyball's moved me all around, and now I'm out here in Santa Clarita, and glad to be here. Yeah, you you mentioned pretty extensive coaching history, you know, at the Division One level. What did you learn from those experiences that you've been able to to take here as the head coach? Yeah, I think every experience has been different, uh, whether playing or coaching, um, and being around a lot of different styles. I've kind of learned what I like and what I don't like. And I think you learn that as a player. Sometimes you're you're sitting there like, if I was in charge, I would never do it this way. Or like, I really like that and I really, really want to try to implement that. And so I would say like my coaching philosophy is like a hodgepodge of kind of all the different places I've been. And I've kind of learned a little bit about what I want to do and what I want to kind of stay away from as well. And I'm sure I'll make plenty of mistakes uh, and I'm sure I'll have players that say, oh, I would never do it that way if I was, uh, if I was in charge. But that's all right. We're, uh, we're learning and getting better. Yeah, you mentioned your coaching philosophy. One of the first things you said when you were hired as head coach is that you wanted to teach your players to love Christ and love volleyball in that order. You know, I'd love for you to, to kind of expand upon that to, to listeners at home. Yeah, I think especially at Masters, it's really important that the athletes coming into the program are here for the right reasons. Right. I, I don't want guys that are, that are only here just because we have a men's volleyball team. Because, I mean, there's not that many of them around the country. And so there's a lot of guys that want to play in college. And so I want guys that want to be here and want to grow spiritually. And I'm going to have uh, guys coming in at a lot of different levels and ranges of where they're coming in spiritually. Right. Uh, and that's just a fact of everyone here at Team U. Right. Everyone's coming in and in a little bit different of a place. Um, 
And I think the ultimate goal at the end of the day is that everyone's growing, right? And no matter where they're starting at, uh, we want guys leaving here and, and growing spiritually, growing in maturity throughout their time here at Masters. Then you, you came from a very successful program at Harvard. You, you led the Crimson to their first ever national tournament appearance at the NCAA tournament. You know, to, to leave a program like that, there was obviously something about TMU that appealed to you. What, what exactly was that? Yeah, at the end of the day, what it came down to is when I, when I took that uh, position at Harvard, I was in a much different place in my life uh, than I am now. About a month before I took that position at Harvard, I had just gotten engaged. And as I left, I now have two kids and in just a very different family place. And so I was looking for a place I could settle down a little bit more, a little bit more family friendly, um, spend some time with the family. And I love the fact that it's a Christian uh, university. Ever since I, I experienced part of it at, at Grand Canyon, obviously Grand Canyon's a little bit different than Masters, uh, but I experienced a little bit of that atmosphere. I was really interested in, in coming back to that type of atmosphere at some point in my life. And uh, the opportunity opened up and uh, jumped on it. And now I'm out here. Yeah. You mentioned the the young family that you have. When you first came out here, you came by yourself. That your your family they hadn't moved out here yet. I mean, talk talk me through that time period. What what was that like? How difficult was that for you? Yeah, it was a uh, it was a bit of a whirlwind. And uh, when I accepted the job in let's see, that was middle the end of January this year. I knew it was going to be a very very quick turnaround because um, ultimately once I said yes this is for me I said all right I've got to get out here as fast as possible in a way uh, we spent about a week and a half packing up our house in Boston I had it shipped over uh, all my stuff and my car shipped over to California and me and my wife and kids flew down to Texas to her family's house and then I was there for only a day or two. Then I flew out here and waited for the stuff to arrive and got started with the job. And so definitely a really tough couple weeks. Um, at the same time, it was it was good so I could actually get my feet under me a little bit. Um, and my wife was a champ with uh, taking care of the boys for a couple weeks and uh, before they moved out here. And now uh, things are finally starting to settle down just a little bit. Yeah, well, definitely want to commend you because when you know that spring season was pretty wild right with all, all the sports going on at the same time that uh mason esbitt and i would be late in the office um whatever game we were hosting that night writing articles and usually we're used to us being there by ourselves here you were still in your office work working late hours and, and yeah <laughs> yeah you, you definitely put in the time and um that definitely translated onto the court but you mentioned that quick transition you had a season i mean when you got here well, you probably had a week or two of practice before your first game. Got to learn everyone's names. So, I mean, I mean, as a coach, I mean, what what was that like? I mean, you're literally just kind of thrown into the gauntlet. Yeah. I, at the same time, like I knew this season was going to be a whirlwind, going to be really fast. Not a whole lot of preparation going into it. Um, and my goal at the throughout the whole season is not as focused on wins and losses as establishing a culture. Coach Allen did a great job of bringing in 15 guys that uh, really wanted to be here and play, and uh, he ended up leaving last summer. And so uh, some of that culture, part of being a newer program, even we had just finished our second season in program history. So a lot of that culture is still trying to be built. And so that was a lot of the focus and purpose of this year, was trying to get guys bought into who we want to be as a program. My first meeting with the guys was asking them that question of like, what do you guys want to be known for? 
what do you guys want to do? And they came up with a whole list, and uh, I'm sure we succeeded in some ways and failed in a lot of others throughout the season. But that's an ongoing process at the same time. Mm-hmm. So um, we're we're working. Yeah. And I mean, and go, going back to your family a little bit, you know, it was it was awesome seeing. You know, obviously your family's out here now. They were at every game in the stands. There's one game in particular I remember. Your youngest son had had the earmuffs on, and it totally reminded me of that vision of of Drew Brees is when he had his son on the field after winning the Super Bowl, and it, it just was such a cool thing to to see your family there. I mean, how how special is that? How much does that mean to you to have their support? Yeah, it's fun. I can look back in the middle of game as I'm walking back from a timeout, and I'm just looking up, and he's just sitting there and hanging out and I've got uh, one son that's about nine months old and another that's about 21 um, months old, not 21 years old. Um, and so two little boys running around and uh, my youngest is just starting to move around a little bit more now. And so it, it's it's been good. It's been a really crazy transition, but they've settled in really well now and getting used to it and uh, glad to have them around as much as possible. Um, they would swing by, they swung by probably four or five practices throughout the year too. And uh, my oldest one, uh, Silas, just runs after volleyballs the whole time in the gym. Um, And he's actually a basketball fan for some reason. He'll just yell basketball hoop over and over and over again and point to the basketball. So Kelvin might have a uh, rising star (laughs) in the class of 2038. (laughs) There there, there you go. It would be be fun to, to keep him in the TMU family for sure. But yeah, in the shortened season, I mean, obviously you mentioned you wanted to establish the culture that you're looking for here. Uh, you, you coached the team to its first two Golden State Athletic Conference wins in program history. You took 12th-ranked Ottawa, Arizona to five sets. I mean, how excited are you for the future direction of this program? Yeah, I, I think we're definitely trending in the right area. Uh, we only graduated a couple guys. We're bringing in uh, quite a large class uh, this year. Right now, we've got six committed um, I wouldn't be surprised by August time. It's seven, eight, or nine. Um, and so trying to figure that out right now, bringing in some pieces that might be able to help. And ultimately, I'm going to take anybody that's the right fit for the school and that's going to make our team more competitive. And so we're trying to build that competitive spirit in the gym, and we want guys that want to compete hard and and really strive for excellence. And so some of that, um, some of those close games are definitely a challenge. Um, taking Ottawa to five, I think, we definitely could have won that game, and uh, we ended up playing them four times, and there's probably two of those four that uh, we definitely had a shot at. Uh, had we played a little bit better, we're, we're a little bit up and down and all over the place. If we can become a little bit more steady, we're going to be a better team. Um, but part of that's like learning how to win, and part of that's the culture. And in terms of being a new program, that's tough to um, tough to figure it out, right? It's a little bit of a hump. If you can get over that hump, um, you're going to be a pretty good team. And so we're just trying to figure that out. And at the same time, we've got a couple of really good teams in our conference. Uh, Vanguard was in the national semifinals this year and one of the top teams in the country. Menlo is, uh, I think, going to be a, probably a top five team in the country. They didn't have a season this year. So we've got a couple of top teams in our conferences, in our conference, and uh, we could be a good team and not be number one still. And so we're just trying to figure out how do we become an excellent team because it's going to take that in order to win our conference. Yeah. Hey, you talked about playing Ottawa four times. You know, so you had Ottawa and ACU in the GSAC East Division. You each yeah. played them four times. I mean, as a coach, you're playing the same teams over and over again. They know you really well. You know them. 
just as well. What was that like as a coach trying to make adjustments week in, week out? Yeah, we definitely changed some things, uh, especially against Ottawa. We had a couple serving lineups that threw them off. And then uh, that first weekend, we had a bunch of servers doing deep standing float serves like way back against the back wall. And they were all over the place. And uh, the second weekend coming in, um, I saw their coach hitting them in warm-ups. And so we went the exact opposite and went all jump servers. And so we're just going back and forth. And ultimately, our our playing philosophy is we're going to do whatever's most uncomfortable for the other team, right? And so we, we want to be a team that's tough to defend. And we have to ask the question of what's really what puts a lot of pressure on the other team. And let's go ahead and do that. And so it's a lot of that throughout the year. Um, yeah, and one, one guy who was pretty consistent all year long, Brandon Botdorf, first all GSAC selection in program history. And yeah, talk about his season, but also what's his ceiling over these next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy with uh, with a pretty heavy arm, and that's his biggest strength. And so um, he's, a, he's a quieter guy, but pretty competitive. And so just trying to get him continue to come out of his shell. And truthfully, this past year we had – a couple guys uh, that were leaders that were older, uh, namely CJ. He was one of our big leaders. He didn't play a ton, um, but he kind of led the guys. And so we're losing someone like that, and we're trying to figure out, you know, how do we have guys step up? And so Brandon is one of those guys. You know, he showed it on the court this year. Um, we're trying to get him to step up in some other areas as well and, and be a leader for this team. And um, he's got quite a high ceiling. He's a rather talented player physically. Um, now we've got to get, get the guys to come together and play together as a team. Hey, you, you mentioned losing a guy like CJ, losing a guy, Jacob Hafner. Jake, yep. But you have a lot of guys returning as well. Yep. I mean, who else in particular are you excited to have back? Yeah, so I think uh, Ben Herb had a really good season as well. Um, Brandon ended up making GSAC. I could have seen Brandon and Ben making GSAC. Uh, I think Ben was right on kind of the cusp, right along those lines as I was uh, trying to advocate for a couple more votes for Ben there. I thought we could have had two. Uh, but Brandon and Ben's numbers were both very similar. Ben's a guy that comes in with a whole lot of experience. He's the he's the old man on my roster. Um, and he had played four years at a Division three school uh, back in Pennsylvania, and he's now in the seminary. And I think he might be the only seminary student that's a varsity athlete at, at Masters. So that's pretty neat uh, having him as part of that, uh, part of our group too. And so got a couple pieces returning, and then we've got some guys that are coming in that I'm sure will compete for spots right away as well. And so we've got a pretty strong incoming class. We'll be uh, releasing that later this summer. Uh, as Tim, I'm sure you're working on that a little bit. But excited to have the new guys as well as all the returners coming back and a little bit larger of a roster, probably be right around 20 guys where this past season we were at 15. 20 is probably a, a better number for depth for us. So if we have one or two guys out, we're still able to compete at a high level in practice every day. So excited to have that and excited to get that competition in the gym. And among the returning guys, I mean, you have quite the group of characters. I mean, <laughs> how, how fun of a, a group is that for you to be with on a daily basis? Yeah, no, they're a, group, they're a good group of guys, and, uh, and they're work, they work hard, and sometimes we've got to get them uh, to zone in on exactly what we're working to. And so it's a, it's a balancing act every day, and um, that's true with a lot of just college athletes, right? Um, and so we're just trying to make sure the guys – 
can can zone in on their their primary focus here. And that kind of goes back to what I was talking about of sometimes losing those games that you shouldn't have. Uh, sometimes that's a result of that. They were not as focused on what our goal should be. And so um, just trying to get better in those areas and uh, trying to stay consistent and, and getting these guys to grow um, spiritually, physically, volleyball players in the classroom, in every area of their life, just trying to get them to, to grow up. And going to next season, I mean, you'll have a full off season to work with your team, which obviously you, you didn't have this past <laughs> yeah. season. I guess what, what's the, the primary focus uh, that you're trying to implement going forward? Yeah, we're going to be trying to um, run a little bit newer of a system for us. I think uh, whenever you, whenever you kind of implement a new system, you're going to get a little bit worse before you get better. And so that was something that I didn't really do too much considering I came in a week before season started. I didn't think it was really worth it to try to revamp everything, right? We just wanted to get slowly better in some different areas throughout the season. Uh, but as soon as season finished, we're starting to implement a little bit faster of an offense. We need to get a little bit better ball control-wise in order to be able to execute that offense. Uh, but we're really going to be spending a lot of time training on that, and uh, we'll be scheduling some uh, pretty high-level opponents this next year and even in the offseason, um, trying to get that going and, and put some pressure on the guys and so see if we can hold under that pressure. And so should be fun, should be interesting, uh, trying to get some Division One teams on the, on the schedule for this next year. And just so, you know, if we play those guys, if we can hang in there with them, uh, teams like Menlo and Vanguard will be not as, not as big of a deal, yeah. essentially, at the end of the day. Uh, and looking more towards the immediate future you got your elite camp coming up next month uh, end of july what, what are you looking to to get out of that and you know what are you hoping the campers will experience during that time yeah uh looking for some high level training and uh so it's a it's a elite camp it's for high school age uh players and a lot of volleyball players are a little bit older because you don't really start playing volleyball until a little bit later um and so we're we're just trying to get some some high level players some recruits on campus uh, to kind of see the school um, just because of where we're situated, kind of tucked back into a neighborhood a little bit. We're not a campus that everyone in Santa Clarita or Southern California has has seen at all, right? You don't just naturally drive by. So trying to get people on campus, see the place in person. I think once we get the right fit of kid on campus, I think it's a pretty easy sell. Uh, so that's the, that's the challenge. And what we're trying to figure out for the elite camp and uh, trying to get uh, as many players as we can and trying to make it a high-level camp. Yeah, well, if you haven't booked your spot, go to masters.edu slash summer camps. You'll get quite the experience with Jared Goldberg here, former collegiate setter at Grand Canyon University. And you're using that camp as a recruiting tool. Yep. You know, when you recruit athletes, obviously, from a physical standpoint, you're looking for certain things, but also what are you looking for as far as their character and from a faith perspective as well. Yeah, I think uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out the most right now. That's the biggest difference in recruiting versus, you know, when I was at Harvard versus here. If, uh, a lot of the recruiting in uh, volleyball is done through the club scene. And uh, when I was at Harvard, I would talk to club directors or coaches, and they would typically have an idea of where their kids were at academically. What I'm finding is the challenge. I talk to those same people and I ask, where is this kid at spiritually? They have no idea. Absolutely no idea. And so it's just 
for a lot of club directors or coaches, that's just not a conversation they have. And the most common answer I'm getting is uh, maybe this kid goes to a Catholic school. I'm like, okay, like it, it just shows like you just haven't had those conversations with the kids. Um, and so right now I'm, I'm reaching out to some of the private Christian schools, um, but also kind of shooting a shotgun and see where it hits and, and casting a really wide net and then seeing who I can get on the phone and, um, and trying to find the right fit uh, of a kid through there. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strike out a lot of times. But for the right kid, it's worth it, right? If I can, if I can get a couple of the right kids, and really I only need four or five kids a year coming in. So if I reach out to 200 a year, 200, 300, 400, hopefully I can find those four or five kind of fit exactly what we're looking for as a volleyball program and what we're looking for as a school. Uh, trying to find that balance between the two. Yeah, you know, as we wrap things up here, really the question that our listeners, I'm sure, have been dying for me to get to here at the end is, how do you grow a beard that marvelous? I mean, if you haven't seen this thing, obviously you got to come to games to see the product on the court, but also I think worthy of the price of admission is this great beard that you got growing from your chin. What, what, what's the key? Uh, the key is patience. So... Inspired by Duck Dynasty's Uncle Cy. Um, I named my kid Silas after him. Uh, so, yeah. No, but uh, just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Uh, Tim, you might need to let it go for a little bit longer, but uh, maybe you can get there someday. Yeah, I'll say I ju- just shaved yesterday, so uh, it might, might take me several months to, to get what you're growing there. But, no, and, and I'll just say, I mean, just, just for, for comparison's sake, you know, sports fans at home, you know, Brian Wilson, Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world. They their beers got nothing on, on what Jared's got going on. You know, Ryan on. Fitzpatrick is actually a Harvard grad himself. So 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 apparently yeah, the, the apparently key is inspiration. He, and boss is it the, the cold winters you it's gotta the cold get through. Winters. Uh, well, so we'll see if uh, this thing lasts through the hot summer of Southern California. That, that, that'll be be a good question. But, Jared, really appreciate you taking the time this morning. Uh, we look forward to, to seeing you guys out on the court coming up next spring. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And if you haven't already, give TMU Men's Volleyball a follow on Instagram, TMUM Volleyball. Thanks again, Jared. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mustang Sports Feed. For more information on TMU Athletics, visit GoMustangs.com. To learn more about the Masters University, visit masters.edu. We'll see you next time.